Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. Five to six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. This is the Greg Peterson experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine roar. On VSIN, the sports betting network. It is hour number two of the Greg Peterson experience on VSIN, the sports betting network. We've got a tremendous hour coming up for you. Guys. Lots of college basketball chatter coming up in this hour. We'll get you guys my DK network right up here in a minute and then. Going to be talking about this nice Wednesday slate that we've got in 15 minutes with one of our good friends, Kobe Dant. He does such great work over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We're going to be taking a look at what we've all got on Wednesday, what he's been making out of the just interesting tenor and lay of the land that we're currently getting in college basketball as we've been seeing lots of upsets happen. We've been seeing lots of home underdogs being able to bark and so much more. So it is going to be an absolutely glorious hour there and what else is glorious is being able to work with everyone that I do here at VEASAN because when it comes to betting on teams, when it comes to just taking a look at these games, there are some times where teams come through for you and there are some teams there where teams do not. We have experienced them both. The one thing I've never experienced is a team behind the scenes here at VEASAN letting me down because they do their job every single time, which is why we always have to be on point with these picks. It's all headlined by... My producer, Brian, who does such an amazing job setting up these guest lists night in and night out. And we always have to give him a little bit of a, a special plug because he, much like myself, not just a Green Bay Packers fan, but a Green Bay Packers shareholder as well. So that always makes us feel great. And he, much like myself, does a great job of being able to have a podcast of his own. That would be the Concierge Confidential Podcast. You always get my beer reviews on this show. He does a lot more cocktail reviews. So if you're ever looking for just... Nightlife in general recommendations around Las Vegas, a good drink sort of recommendation. Brian is your man for that and also does a great job handicapping the Oscars. He has joined me a few times on this fine program for that and might need to do that as the Oscars is getting closer and closer as well. So we always appreciate his work and we always appreciate everything being crisp and clean with the audio. And that is courtesy of our good friend Taylor. He does such a good job making sure that Everything is sounding great, whether you're listening on SportsBap Radio, terrestrially all across the country, the iHeartRadio app, vcin.com, or if you're listening after the fact, as every single hour of every single show that is available wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Look for the vcin Best Bets feed. It's all there, or go to vcin.com slash podcast. And it's not just this show, the Greg Peterson Experience, obviously, has all of our hours there, but if you like Follow the money, a numbers game, sharp money, VSIN tonight, the handle, list goes on and on. Every single podcast is up there every hour of every show. You're able to access it all. And it is good thing it is thanks to our good friend Aramis, who does such a tremendous job on that front. I know that Andrew, who typically is our technical director, he's doing a good job helping out on that front as well. He gets the Jose Calderon Award because as we know, with any sh- job, you sort of have a little bit of layover with regards to shifts and everything like that. So anyone that contributes anything to the show, they always get a shout-out. So Andrew gets a Jose Calderon Award, and the reason why it's called the Jose Calderon Award is that 
You may recall, he was signed by the Golden State Warriors, and I think he was a part of their championship team for literally two hours, and still got a championship ring. So if you do anything at all for the show, you get a championship ring. So we always try to incentivize that. And then when it comes to everything that you're able to see on your TV, your laptop, what have you, just wherever you're catching these in a video form, it is Alexis doing a great job making sure that everything looks crisp and clean on that front as well, which that's one of the most difficult tasks here at Visa, making me look halfway presentable, but she does a great job of that. She does a great job with all the graphics that you see on your screen as well. So everyone here at Visa, very much appreciated. These guys, they do such a tremendous job and very thankful for them. And as I always say, I need to be on point with my picks and we got one through on Tuesday. We had the over in Wake Forest versus NC State. It took about 37 hours for the game to finish. There was like a whole bunch of technical fouls. There was over-refereeing, but the over-refereeing was to our advantage because there was a lot of free throws that pushed the game over the total. I had the over of between 149.5 to 150, regardless of when you bet. It was able to get there very easily when it came to those final two minutes at a billion points being scored. So we will take that. And you know what? The over served us very well on Tuesday. Let's run it back. Unfortunately, we don't have the NC State versus Wake Forest game to run it back to, but... You do have a game out there in the American that I'm liking, and we give a special meep meep to this team. 7-11, 7-12 on the betting board. The Roadrunners of UT San Antonio hit the road faceoff against Tulsa. We've got Roadrunners right in their name, so you can figure that they're an up-tempo team, and for UTSA, they're anywhere between 6F and 7-point underdogs. So this game is anywhere between 153 and 154. Personally, I got this one at the middle of this number at a 153 and a half. So we're seeing this bounce all over the place. But that said, I set my total at a 160. I'm going to be taking a look at the over. That is going to be my write-up. You've got a pair of teams that are absolutely gunning it right now with regards to their tempo. UTSA enters into Tuesday's action 26th in the country in terms of total possessions per game. Tulsa is 38th in the country in terms of total possessions per game. And UT San Antonio... They're not one of these teams that they play fast and their numbers are just warped a little bit based on their defense because they play fast when they're really locking it down. They are not locking it down. 276 in all of college basketball in terms of points allowed on a per possession basis. This goes to 318th in a road slash shoot record environment. They are lying 11.9 points more per one hour possessions when they're away from the great city of San Antonio. Meanwhile, you've got a Tulsa team that in terms of their points allowed on a per possession basis, I think that it is very, very misleading as we're looking at my DK Network right up for Wednesday, Tulsa versus UTSA right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network as for Tulsa. If you look at the raw numbers, the 36th in all of college basketball in terms of points allowed on a per possession basis. You'd think that that's pretty darn solid, but look at the competition that Tulsa played against. I'm looking at you, Mississippi Valley State. I'm looking at you, Central Arkansas. I'm looking at you, Missouri State, which Missouri State is probably the toughest team that they played out of conference along with Loyola Chicago, but I am for Tulsa. Ever since conference play has started, they have played four games in total. They have surrendered at least 78 points in three of them, and they are allowing, in terms of a per-possession basis, in conference, 15.6 points more per one earned possessions than they did in non-conference play. And then with Tulsa, the big issue why they have been really having their numbers be a little bit elevated in terms of the amount of points that they're scoring, they're giving up second chances. They are 282nd in the country in terms of defensive rebound rate, allowing an offensive rebound on 29.2% of opponents' misses. And then you're able to couple that with the fact that you do have a Tulsa team that they've been turning the ball over quite a bit. But good news for them. They're going to get plenty of clean possessions. UTSA, 349th in all of college basketball in terms of turnovers forced on a per-possession basis in a road or neutral court environment. So this means that Tulsa... Your turnover woes that you've been seeing with the likes of P.J. Hagerty along with Kobe Williams who are combining for about 30 points in the backcourt. Those are not going to be the case here. And you've also got a UTSA team that has honestly been significantly better with their offense when they've been in a roadside shoot record environment rather than at home. If you look overall for the season, hovering right around about 160th in the nation in terms of points scored on a per-possession basis. But they actually scored 3.3 points more per 100 possessions in a roadside shoot record environment. A top 70 offense with that regard when they are away from home. Christian Tucker has been the main headliner for this team. 12.5 points, 5 assists. For a team that they don't do a bad job of shooting it from 3-point range. They do have to go up against a Tulsa unit that is in the top 75 in terms of opponents' 3-point shooting percentage. But again, 
I alluded to it. They went up against a bunch of teams that just frankly can't shoot from three-point range. They've been getting exposed ever since conference play has began. So I do think that that is going to be boning itself very well in the spot. And for UTSA, they have been getting smoked with regards to their perimeter defense ever since conference play has began. In their four conference play, play games, they are allowing opponents to shoot 37.8% from three-point range. And for UTSA, reinforcements have arrived for this team as well. Jordan Ivy Curry. He was over at Pacific last year, began his career at UTSA. He's a two-time transfer. He was barred from the first 10 games of the season because the NCAA was not allowing these two-time transfers to be able to play, and then they put through the waiver. Well, for Mr. Ivy Curry, he's been able to log 17 points, about six boards per contest. It took him two games to be able to find his seed legs. First two games that he was playing out there for UTSA didn't really give you too much, but ever since those first two, he's really been able to get after it being able to log 15-plus points in each of the team's last five games. And in four of the team's last five games, they have gotten to at least 75 points. So we are really seeing this UTSA team hit mock turbo with regards to their offense. You've got a Tulsa team that they're running it. They're gunning it. They're scoring plenty of points. They're giving it up on defense. So I think that you get a higher scoring game. We have been seeing overs cashing all season long in college basketball. And I think that we get another one here. My DK Network write-up. That is going to be on the over. Semi-total 160, so if you're between 153 and 154, you got good value here. And for UTSA, I did set them as an 8-point favorite. I do think that they get the job done against the UTSA team that has been Swiss cheese with regards to their defense. So we are going to be taking a look at the over with my write-up and with Tulsa willing to lay up to 7.5 points with them. How about if we take a look at a game involving two ACC foes, and I see some value here on the underdog. 7-0-1, 7-0-2 on the betting board. Virginia is playing us to Virginia Tech. Battle for the Great State finds the Cavaliers of Virginia at 3.5 to a 4-point favorite. Total is between 124 and 124.5. And when it comes to this Cavaliers team, they are much like what I was talking about with Tulsa. This team has very demonstrative home and road splits, and there's a very clear reason why. They place, they have faced a whole bunch of teams that are not so great at home. They have faced the likes of NC Central, Morgan State. You're able to go down your list of not-so-great schools that's who Virginia has played against at home. Now that they're playing against real competition, things are really coming to a head. And Virginia, they've got a weakness down low. Ryan Dunn is the only guy that's able to get her done for this Virginia team. He is the only guy on the roster giving north of 3.8 rebounds per game. Meanwhile, you've got a Virginia Tech team that has Lynn Kidd, who's been able to do a solid job, giving you 15 points, 7 boards. Love what he's been able to bring to the table for this team. And it's a Virginia Tech team that year in and year out, they do a good job of being able to value the ball, just not turn it over in general, going up against a Virginia team, of which their lifeblood all season long has been generating those turnovers. Top 20 team in the country. There's a turnovers force on a per-possession basis. But I think that the more, shall we say, challenged team thus far this season of Virginia Tech they have a good chance to be able to hold in there. Won't take anything north of three with them. So, going to be taking a look at the points. And I do think that this Virginia defense is going to continue to slip. Semi total 127. I think we can close it up for late game following for an over. And coming next, the college basketball chatter continues with our good friend Kobe Dant of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network here on the Great Peterson Experience on Beeson, the Sports Bank Network. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. 
Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning. It's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. Much like a great quarterback, we are calling a little bit of an audible. We will be talking with Kobe Dan of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network in about 15 minutes. He's going to be joining us. We're going to be taking a look at some college basketball with him, so have no fear there. We will be connecting with our good friend Kobe, but just going to be happening 15 minutes from now, as I think part of the reason why we had a little bit of confusion is you're going to find out. I always do my beer review at the end of the show. You're getting a bottom five beer review that I have ever done in terms of score coming up in about 90 or so minutes. So buckle up for safety there. It is a pretty mainstream beer as well. So you'll want to be taking note of that. But instead of talking with Kobe Dan in this segment, instead we are going to be going to the lab. We're going to try to cook up some winners as we've got ourselves some great college basketball action that is going to be happening on this Wednesday. And we're going to be sticking with the ACC to try to drum up some winners. Are you looking for the best lines on the market? I don't want to get paid to lose. I want to win! Then sit back and let Greg cook up the best insight in college basketball. What a fine day for science. And we do go to the ACC in this one as it is going to be North Carolina versus Louisville. This is on the betting board towards the bottom of it with North Carolina finding themselves as anywhere between 21 and 21 and a half point favorites on this game between 155 and 155 and a half. Your rotation number is 733, 734. And when it comes to the spot, I'm going to be taking the points with Louisville. I've actually seen some 22s on the market as well, though those look like they are drying up. And for this North Carolina team, what has been really the surprise with them this season is that they are now a top 25 team in the country. There's points a lot on a per possession basis. Defense for North Carolina, I mean, the last few years has been an endangered species ever since we have seen the coaching regime change, ever since Roy Williams has been out of the befold, and you've got Hubert Davis in, but I do think that Louisville is going to be able to hold in this game. Louisville already has a underdog outright win as north of a 15-point underdog on their ledger. They were able to knock off Miami about a week or two ago. They were catching a mondo amount of points. They or legitimately catching Miami in a really rough time for them. But that said, this is a Louisville team that has been able to show a little bit more. Now, I still do think that Kenny Payne is doing a pretty awful job of being able to just engineer this program in general. But for Louisville, I think that they could do an okay job on the glass. They're still going to lose that battle to Armando Baycote, who's able to give you a double-double. Couple that with the fact that you've been able to really get some good production out of Harrison Ingram. Comes over from Sanford. Was very clear that Jared Ass was... Not getting the most out of Harrison Ingram, to say the least. Shocker! Jared Ass, not getting the most out of his players. Where have we seen this before? Oh, every single time he has coached Sanford in a game. But that said, when it comes to this Louisville team, I do think that they're going to be able to hold in there because you do have Brandon Huntley Hatfield down low. He's been able to do a solid job, giving the team right around 8.5 rebounds per game. And the guy that has been able to make Louisville just a little bit more respectable, and if you bet on Louisville in the last few games, you haven't lost money, which is more than what we could say for them last few seasons. Says they've now been able to cover, I believe, two out of their each other last two games. They had a close call against NC State. They get that outright win against Miami. But Mikey James has been able to give you 20 plus points each of the last three games. Now shooting 41 percent from three point range for a Louisville team that 
Hasn't had a lot of three-point shooting in the last few years. They're up to shooting in the neighborhood about 32.5% from three-point. And this is a Louisville defense that it's still not great. They're outside the top 240 in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis going up against the North Carolina team that they've been able to do a good job of being very consistent with regards to their offense. Now, for their offense, they did see a little bit of a drop-off in this most recent win streak as they actually scored 70 points or fewer in three consecutive games prior to that game against Syracuse where they went off and they just absolutely unloaded a load on them. 103 points. My goodness. I mean, they just completely took it out on them. But that said, this is a bunch that they have now given up 67 points or fewer in each of their last five games, fewer than 70 in each of their last six. So I do lean a little bit to the under in this spot. We are seeing a lot of books that are posting up more of a 155, 155 and a half. So I did set my total at a 154, but Louisville showing a little bit of fight recently. Don't think that they're going to be able to pull off another win like they did against Miami, but that's it. Being able to catch between 21 to 21 and a half points, going to be one to take those points with Louisville to go along with this total under. And then when it comes to what we're seeing out West, this is a number that I think is heading in the complete wrong direction. This is 739, 740. This is at the bottom of the board. Old San Diego State playing us in Nevada. Nevada finds themselves as an underdog of six to six and a half points. This was an opener of five and a half. Your total on this game is between 139 and a half and 140 and a half. I'm really just befuddled by this one because with this Nevada squad, they have been one of the best teams outside of the power six in all of college basketball. And for San Diego State, it just feels like people are betting on them based on reputation. I wish I could put it any other way. But because San Diego State was able to make the national title last season, a lot of people are just buying into them. And a lot of the guys that were leftovers from that national title game from a season ago, I'm looking at Lamont Butler along with along Darian Trammell. I mean, these two guys, they're both giving you between 7.5 and 8.5 points per game. They're shooting less than 30% from three-point range. They're just not doing the job. And for San Diego State, this is a team that has now given up north of 75 points in each other last two games. They've been getting gashed on that front. It's a team that it's just been touch and go with them. They'll go on like a four-game run where they give up fewer than 65 points at every one of them, but they can't score. And then they'll pop off for 80 for four straight games, but they're giving up 75 on the regular. This has been just a very inconsistent, herky-jerky sort of team. Meanwhile, you know what you're getting out of this Nevada team. Nevada's putting the clamps down on defense. Number 11 in all of college basketball in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis. Despite the fact that they only have one player giving you north of five and a half rebounds per game, that'd be Nick Davidson, who's been able to give you seven boards per contest. They've got the better rebound rate in this matchup as well. And for this Nevada team, I can't believe I'm saying this about a Steve Alford team, but I feel like it was very much them last year as well. This is just a really disciplined team that they just cross all their T's. They dot all their I's. This bunch shoots about 73 to 74% of the free throw line. In terms of turnovers on a per-possession basis, they are a top 10 team in the country in fewest turnovers per possession. And then you're able to couple that with that good defense where they just don't miss assignments. When you watch this team, they're very fundamentally sound. They don't bomb it from three-point range. They're not going out there having just tremendous athleticism, but they just do the little things as we are looking at Nevada versus San Diego State right here on the Greg Peterson Experience. I've used the Sports Bank Network and for San Diego State, it's been all about Jaden Ledee. He's been able to give the team 20-plus points, 7-plus rebounds per game. He's been able to do a tremendous job on that front. And then you've got Reese Sticks and Waters, along with Micah Parrish, playing for about 22.5 points per game. But this is just very clearly a different team from what it was a season ago. This is a San Diego State team I think is going to continue to struggle a little bit. Now, I will say at the VIA Center, they have been able to do a much better job over at the VIA Center. They are giving up about 18.8 points fewer per one of possessions rather than in a road-slash-shoot-record environment. But this Nevada team, they're doing it at home. They're doing it on the road. They're doing it in neutral courts. I do think that Nevada is going to be able to hold in this spot. Can't get frisky enough to be able to take a look at the money line, but I felt like this line should have been four and a half, five and a half. I saw a little bit of value at six and a half. It's even better. And for this Nevada team, the way that they are just bearing down on defense, giving up 70 points or fewer, and now seven out of their last eight games, and the way that San Diego State really doesn't play super duper up tempo, I just don't think you get enough possessions for an over. Looking at the under in the spots, I might tell 136 and a half, and I'm going to be willing to take the points with Nevada as well. And staying out here on the West Coast, you got a UCLA team that finally was able to get a win against Washington, but I think that they're going to resume their losing ways when they head to Tempe. 735, 736, Arizona State finds themselves as three and a half point home favorites over UCLA. So the long game is 130, and 
It's a very interesting spot. UCLA has been horrible with their offense. Outside the top 250 in terms of points scored on a per-possession basis. They shoot less than 30% from three-part range. Bad Sebastian Mack be able to give you 14 points per game, but everyone else has been about as useful as a poopy-flavored lollipop for being able to develop offense for this UCLA team. Meanwhile, they're pretty solid on defense. They're a top 70 team. There's points a lot on a per-possession basis. That said, ever since Adam Miller has come into the fold, for Arizona, another one of those two-time transfers that was barred from playing towards the beginning part of the season, this Arizona State team has really been able to elevate with regards to their offense. They've now been able to score at least 71 points in four of their last five games, and it's an Arizona team that they don't beat themselves. With Arizona State, they're turning the ball over about 11 times for contest. Now, they can't shoot threes to save their lives, but you also have a team that's able to turn defense into offense. Frankie Collins, top five in all of college basketball in terms of steals with 3.1 per contest. You've been able to have a lot of guys who are relatively solid job down low, as you've got a guy in like a Jabari Neal who's been able to give you about five and a half rebounds per game. Alonzo Caffney doesn't necessarily give you a lot of boards, but he's a good rim protector being able to give you north of a block per contest. For UCLA, you do have Adam Bona, who's been able to do a solid job being able to give you about six rebounds per game, but UCLA is having a little bit of a tough time hanging on to the ball. And for UCLA... It is troubling that they have broken the 72-point plateau twice thus far this season. And the last time they had done so prior to their game against Washington, you have to go all the way back to early November when they played against the LIU Sharks. So it has been really rough for them. Meanwhile, you've got an Arizona State team heading in the opposite direction. I do think that this total has been set a little bit too low. I don't think that UCLA is going to be getting back north of 70, but I think that Arizona is going to be able to reach 70-plus in this one. So just at Arizona State as a 6.5-point favorite, I'm going to be willing to lay the number. I did make my total a 136.5, so also looking at the over. And coming up next, we will be joined by Kobe Dandy. He does great work over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, and we're going to dissect the Wednesday College Basketball card with him right here on the Greg Peterson Experience of Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Soma Steaks, you'll fall in love at first bite with their tender steaks, juicy burgers, air chilled chicken, and so much more. You're going to love every bite. It's an Omaha Steaks guarantee. And for a limited time, when you go to omahasteaks.com slash VSIN, you'll get four free air chilled boneless chicken breasts and four free juicy boneless pork chops with your order minimum purchase may apply that is over at vsin.com or that is over at i should say omahasteaks.com slash vsin as we're back here on the great peterson experience on visa the sports betting network by the way website newly revamped looks absolutely tremendous and what is always a tremendous look for this show is our good friend kobe dan he does such great work over at the sports gambling podcast network taking a look at all things college sports. I know that he's actually getting gassed up for college baseball as well. That'll be here sooner rather than later. But if it's college, he's covering it with the college experience. And Kobe, always appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for having me. What a great night of hoops we had. And uh, yeah, looking forward to, you know, the road to March. Yes, absolutely. And Kobe, before we dive in on the slate for Wednesday, and it is a pretty darn solid slate. Has it read anything that you've had to change with regards to handicapping this year as opposed to past years? Because as we know, this has been very prevalent in a lot of games that we've been handicapping. Many more fouls are being called. Things have been a little bit more up-tempo. So has there been anything that has changed with your handicapping this year in conference play that maybe it's a little bit different from what you've done in past years? Ah, uh, you know, I, I, I know people make that case. I wouldn't necessarily say that I feel, you know, like there's a big difference, uh, you know, I guess maybe there is more fouls called this year that, but that hasn't really changed my handicap. If anything, information like would have been nice to know Rick Pitino. I'd already, I'd already uh, placed my wager on uh, St. John's uh, before I found out that uh, Patino was out with COVID symptoms or whatever. But you know, overall, I can't say that there's one thing that I think has has changed as far as my handicapping. I think it's the same. It's it's, it's been you know last year or the year prior. I was very fortunate. I made Seton Hall the favorite in that game anyway. I was already on the money line, so I was like, hey, no Rick Pitino. That's not going to be a bad thing for Seton Hall, to say the least. And when it came to that run late in the first half, it was very clear that Rick Pitino's absence was very, very prevalent. Hopefully, we do not see any of that on 
Wednesday, but how about if we give you guys my DK Network right up first with Kobe, and then we'll go from there as I dish this out about 30 or so minutes ago. I like the over in this UTSA versus Tulsa game. Tulsa between a six and a half to a seven point favorite, finding this total anywhere between 153 and 154. And I just take a look at this Tulsa defense, and I feel like their defensive metrics were very much propped up by the fact that they played nobody out of conference and got a UTSA team that is allergic to defense at this point. Yeah. And, and, uh, you, I feel like UTSA is better this year on offense than they were Jordan a year Ivy ago. Curry coming back. Has been yeah. Big. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, you make a lot of sense there. Both teams. You, I mean, I guess Tulsa's number is off because they're non-con and, and what they're, I think they're a top 50 defensive rating. There's no way they're a top 50 defensive team. Um, meanwhile, UTSA is, I think at number three twenty or three nineteen, if memory serves me correct. Uh, so I think, I think, you know, you're spot on with the over here. I also like lay in the seven. I think Tulsa's do. They should have beat Tulane the other night. Uh, so, and, and you could argue they should have won in Greenville against ECU say uh, what three games ago. So I think they're just due for a win after a tough three game stretch. Yep. I'm right there with you. And when it comes to the Tulsa team, I was willing to lay up to about seven and a half with them. So at the seven, I'm willing to lay it. Don't want to be going too much further, but I'm in agreement with you. And that is going to be a game that I mean, if you love college basketball, you'll certainly love this game. This is going to be a deep dive game right here. Are you willing to plug your nose and take 17 and a half points with IUPUI, who truly this year is putting the PU and IUPUI on the road against a Fort Wayne team that I legitimately like, and I legitimately could see Fort Wayne being a tough out in the NCAA tournament if they make it that far. Yeah, you got to lay the points here. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I, I get it. It was a close game last time they played. In-state battle. Traditionally, I like to take the points, but this is not one of those. You know, I IUPUI call it ooey pooey because they're 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 just really bad. You know what I mean? Like, and they've been bad. A couple of years ago, they were having try. Like, I think it was last season or or the year prior. Two, they were at, two like, seasons ago. Yeah, they just did open tryouts, saying we'd love students to be a part of the basketball team. That's always a dangerous spot when you're playing D1 hoops, and the fact that that. Uh, Fort Wayne's lost a few in a row. So it's just a get right spot. It's at Fort Wayne. There's no way that I can, I could talk myself into this because they're just due they're, they're, And like you said, Fort Wayne's a good program. They could be good this year. Uh, both they chart uh, in the top 100 on offense, 51st and what, 44th on defense and, and defensive rating. So they're a good basketball team. They just had a few losses. I think they get right against that in-state rival. Uh, and I like laying the, the gigantic number uh, against Uwe Pooey. Yeah, I made my handicap on this game 20 myself. I typically like these underdogs in conference play. This is a dog that, man, it's rough. It's a really, really, really ugly, ugly dog. And with that said, we've got a Detroit team that has yet to win a game thus far this season as well. And they are going to be playing against Robert Morris on the road. And this line is eight and a half, which I recognize Jaden Stone, the top scorer for Detroit, is back in the fold. I can't find myself taking eight and a half points with this Detroit team. They have just burnt me way too many times. And maybe I'm just being a little bit too stubborn and folding on this team. But when you're on 18, I think that you sort of deserve that treatment at this point. Oh, I'm buying in, man. Give me the points. They almost knocked off Northern Kentucky the other night. I mean, uh, I get it. They've had a lot of bad plays. I, I, I they almost beat an Ole Miss team. Chris Beard coached Ole Miss team a back early in November. Game at Ole Miss. <laughs> And, and I look, I do think they're playing better. They're just due. I understand. I can pull up every stat and say, yeah, they're 355th in offensive rating. They're, they're 308 uh, or uh, 58th in uh in defensive rating, but you can't tell me Robert Morris is getting up for this game. All right. This was an eight point game a year ago. I do think they're just due to cover, not necessarily win the game. They've been playing more competitively. They do it again right here. Give me the eight and a half and Detroit mercy Enter, uh, bet, bet this at your own risk. Well, if you <laughs> bet Detroit mercy, you might be also begging for mercy to be able to get that cover as well as joining me on the show. We've got Kobe dad. He does tremendous work over at the sports gambling podcast network. Joining me right here on the Greg Peterson experience on Visa, the sports bank network. And how about if we go to the sec? Because I think that we have 
done our quota of Horizon League games for this segment as we've got Kentucky versus Mississippi State. This is a game that more people will be huddled around the TV for. And when it comes to Kentucky, they're between a six and a half to a seven point favorite. Totals between 153 and a half and 155 and a half. Was an opener of 156 with the total. And I firmly agree with the movement on the total end with Kentucky. I thought that there was value a little bit before. And if you're still able to catch like a six half or so, I still think that there's something here, but if you get north of seven, I think that the buy point on Kentucky is gone. I still like a little bit, you know, I, I, I think just Mississippi state. I almost use that logic that uh, the same logic I use with Iowa state. They struggle to these, their great defensive team struggled to score on the road. Mississippi state's Oh, two on the road this year. And yes, they are an amazing defensive team, but the problem is they can't shoot the ball, especially on the road. And, and the fact Kentucky's coming off that loss, uh, in college station where they, you know, they, they, they rush the court. Um, I think it's a get right spot for them. I do still lean under, believe it or not. Uh, even with that, with, with that movement there. Uh, but I do like Kentucky. I would probably take it all the way up to eight or nine, but, um, at seven, I still feel pretty solid about Kentucky's chances. Mississippi state's got to prove to me that they can score on the road. Uh, I know they got Tolu Smith back and I think that is a big help to their offense, but I just need to see it. I need to see it going into a hostile Rupp arena uh, with uh, taking on a Kentucky team off of a loss. And I think Kentucky is an incredibly young team. that's getting better every game. You know, like I know they just lost to a and M, but I just think game in game out, they're going to be getting better and better as the season goes along. Look, we've seen with so many John Calipari teams and unlocking Aaron Bradshaw, a seven foot one gentleman that does a great job in the post and is able to pop threes. That is so massive as well. And this is going to be a massive game as well. UConn is laying about six to six half here against Creighton with a total of 144 to 145. And I recognize that this Creighton offense is not looking the way that it did towards being hanging part of the season, but especially with the injury to Donovan Klingon, I'm going to be willing to take the six half here with UConn. Yeah, I'm with you here. And uh, well, Klingon is a game time decision. I heard uh, Danny Hurley say, you know, it's a coin flip. Um, I, I still don't know how ready he'll be to go and compete, you know, against Cockbrenner there. But uh, that has me leaning Creighton plus the six and a half. You know, they seem to show up in these spots. And uh, despite, you know, I, I you normally like to take them in Omaha. I think they know the season necessarily hasn't worked out the way it had. You know, they thought it was coming into the preseason. You look back last year, uh, last time they played, only lost by three. I think they can shoot their way into staying in this game and covering that six and a half. Yep, and I do sort of like the over in this spot as well. I think that they're going to heat up with their shooting. And on top of that, if we do have a game that is separated by like six, seven points, like the bookmakers are thinking, and personally I think as well, that means late game felling to be able to push this total over as well. As we do have Kobe Dan, who does such great work over the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, along with that, the show, The College Experience. Joining me right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network, and coming up next, we're going to be taking a look at a little bit more of the college basketball card, including USC versus Arizona, right here on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. 
Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. If you are looking for a betting edge through the NFL playoffs and the Super Bowl, then the VSN experts have got you covered. Become a VSN Pro subscriber today and you get access to our daily best bets with a leaderboard to see which VSN expert has a hot end. Betting splits to know where the money and the bets are moving on every single game. Plus, betting systems, premium analysis, 24-7 video access, and so much more. Sign up today and you'll get your first 30 days of VSIM for just $9.99 to see everything VSIM has to up your sports betting game. Visit VSIN.com slash subscribe to sign up now. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Banking Network. Always great to be joined by Kobe Dand, who does such great work over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And Kobe, let's dive in on this game as it is one of the more demonstrative ones that we've got on the board. USC opened up as a 16.5 point underdog, and typically when you take a look at USC and Arizona, you think that big of a lie is like, oh, money's going to come in on the underdog. No. Right now, I'm seeing as high as a 20 on Arizona, as low as an 18.5. Totals between 158 and 159, and I did legitimately think that there was a little bit of value on the 16.5 with Arizona. I just think we've gone a little bit too far. Are you more out on USC than I am? Because I think that 20 is my buy point on USC. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I mean, USC has been a disaster. Um, I live here in Los Angeles uh, and I I watch them closer than I say most teams. They've been a complete disaster. However, and I know Arizona's coming off a loss in Pullman, but I just cannot see, especially, I know you're flashing 18 and a half on the screen. But at 20, I have to take USC. Even 18 and a half, I think I would lean USC just because uh, Andy Enfield's still a good coach. And uh, it's not like they, they lack talent. And remember, Boogie Ellis missed the last game. Getting him back, I think, can be a big difference to cover. I don't expect them to win this game, but I think they can cover this big number in Tucson. I know it's a hostile environment. I know Arizona, you know, uh, it, it, they actually, uh, USC gave them a little bit of a hard time last year too. So that's another angle, but maybe a little revenge on the mind. I don't know, but uh, I, I just think that that number is just way too large. Give me USC and the points all day here. Yep. I'm in total agreement with you here. This is a USC team that's been a disaster. When you say USC has not been playing any defense, your next question should be for basketball or football. And the answer should be yes. But I mean, man, it's just one of these cases where with 20, we have gone a little bit too far. So I'm in agreement with you there. And I think that maybe we went a little bit too far with regards to pushing this total downward. It is Maryland versus Northwestern. And when it comes to this spot, we have been seeing the total rise up a little bit. It opened up at 127 half. It's out of 129 with Northwestern being between a three and a half to a four point favorite. And personally, I lean towards Northwestern here at a three and a half. Wouldn't be willing to go much more than a, say, a four, but I'm going to be looking at Northwestern in this spot. You know, I actually like Maryland here. I was on Maryland when they beat Illinois. Um, I think they're a better team than than their record indicates. Uh, Jameer Young is, is a stud, former DeMatha High School kid. And the fact that Northwestern, I think, just... They've they've been great. I mean, they've overachieved. I think what 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 a lot of people's expectations have been over the past couple of years, and they're playing a lot better. And they, they've actually got surprisingly a home edge. I know we think Northwestern basketball and football, and you think no one goes to their games. That's kind of changed, and that's to Chris Collins's credit. But at the same time, 
I do think Maryland, it's not like they've, you know, been traveling around. This is their second away game, but they've stayed in the state of, of Illinois. So I don't think it's like a huge, you know, Oh, you, you know, they had to travel again on a flight. No, they've been there for a few days now. And I think they're coming together as a team. And I also think they know the, how important it is for them to get some road wins. That's why I like them against the Illini. I think they're a little bit better than their record. I think the market hasn't adjusted yet. I think Maryland goes in there and wins it outright actually. With this Maryland team, it's been so interesting to identify what they've been able to do because the defense has been tremendous. If they could get any sort of three-point shooting whatsoever, this would actually be a pretty rock-solid team. As Kobe Dan, who does great work over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, is joining me on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. I know you're liking the underdog in that one. I like the underdog in this one. It's Central Florida going on the road against Texas. Texas between an 8 to an 8.5 point favor with a total of 138.5 to 139. And the Central Florida team does lack quite a bit on offense, but love the way that their defense is playing. Going to be a tough road trip going to Texas, and that is my main trepidation with this. This is going to be their first time heading to the great state of Texas for a conference game since, well, when they were out there in the American, they had to travel there for their games against SMU. So at the very least, they've got a little bit of experience there, but... That said, I do fear the travel a little bit, but being able to get eight to eight and a half, I'm going to be willing to take Central Florida with this defense. Uh, you know, I took the points. I'm weary because they've been so bad on the road. Remember when they went to Manhattan and just got destroyed by Kansas State? Uh, that's my concern. Is 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 UCF ready for this? And then you add in the fact that you know West Virginia just knocked off Texas in Morgantown. Uh, so I, and, and Texas, ever since they built that new stadium, they've been playing a lot better. UCF's got to prove it to me on the road. I still do agree with you though, that it's just a little bit too large. Uh, so I took the points. Um, I am uh, terrified of this matchup though, just because the energy of that building uh, and the fact Texas coming off, off the loss and the fact that UCF has been so bad on the road thus far this season. So uh, give me the eight reluctantly. Uh, We'll see. I think it's a dangerous spot for them because Texas can, can certainly, you know, blow, blow some teams out there at that stadium. Yep, there's no question about it. It is a Texas team that they can really get things going. And for Dylan DeSue, he's been a massive spark plug for the Texas team. But do love the way that Central Florida has been playing defense. And Kobe, how about if we do one for the true diehards of college basketball? We've got Lehigh versus Navy going down out there in some Patriot League fun action. And with Navy, they're a two-point favor with a total of 143.5. I like what I'm seeing on this Navy team. I'm going to be willing to lay the two, especially with Keith Higgins, one of the top scorers for Lehigh, currently dealing with injury. I don't know how you evaluate this game, but I don't think that that Higgins injury has been taken into account with this line because they're saying on a neutral court that Navy will be the lesser team while Lehigh is right now dealing with an injury to their top scorer, and I just don't think that's right. I I completely agree. Um, I was on Holy Cross the other night against Lehigh uh, when they hit and won it on the money line. Holy Cross is terrible. Uh, Navy's a top 100 team in defensive rating. I think they're like 64th, 65th. Uh, they have, they're the home team. I think they run a, they have a better offensive system. I mean, even from a rating standpoint, but also just, I believe in their offensive system over the years. So, uh, having that capability and then the fact that Lehigh on the road, I wouldn't take Lehigh on the road probably against 95% of the college basketball teams out there. Uh, so yeah, I, I think it's a smash spot. I was the only thing concerning to me was I thought the line stunk a little bit, but I am on Navy minus two and a half. Like I said, top hundred defensive team. And then you add in the fact that Lehigh's 300 and an offensive rating. Navy's going to shut them down. They're going to struggle to score. Uh, I like the midshipmen there at home. I just feel like someone's falling asleep at the wheel when it comes to the injury information that we currently have on Lehigh. Either that or something has come out that these guys are going to be back that I don't know about because I just don't know how this line can be too, but do love what Donovan Draper has been able to do for this Navy team down low. So that has been a lot of fun to take a look at. And this is a number that I thought we had really good value on the opener and it has come down a little bit. And I know that you're a little bit of an East Carolina guy. East Carolina is playing us to North Texas. Mean Green opened up as five-point favorites. Now this is down to three to three and a half. Anything north of three would still be a take for me on East Carolina, but really like that opener of five, three and a half or more. Still willing to take the points with East Carolina, but how do you evaluate this matchup between a pair of teams that, well, they certainly do like to slow it down? Uh, yeah, I mean, under in play. Uh, but um, I like my Pirates. I mean, 
I'm never gonna gonna say fade the Pirates, but I mean the, the the fact they're coming off the loss. I think having students back in Greenville is huge difference. The the crowd can be you know a, a toxic place when all the students are ready to go there, uh, or back in session that is. And the fact that uh, Mike Schwartz caught out his team after last after the, after the, the the bad loss the other night. So um, I do expect them to jump back on it. I think you look at North Texas; they're one and one on the road. Uh, ECU's got a to me. I know the numbers will say North Texas right now, their offense is better. I believe ECU's offense has better playmakers. They have a couple guys that were injured a lot of the regular season so far, right? They got them all back now. I think that's all the difference in the game. And uh, yeah, give me, give me my pirates, ride this on the money line. Absolutely. And then we do need to take a look at a bounce back spot for this team as VMI became the first division one team in NCAA history to shoot north of 50% from three point range with more than 12 made threes and Lose by more than 35 as they've lost to Sanford 134 to 96. Now, shocker, this is a total that has come up from the opener of 161. It's up to 163 and a half to 164 and a half. Furman is right now a 15 and a half point road favorite against VMI. Not saying VMI is a team that you want to get frisky with on the money line, but give me the 15 and a half with VMI. I think you've got to take it. I think you've got to take it. I know, I know this sounds ridiculous, but Furman has uh Sam for no Western Carolina on deck. They have Western Carolina. Who's, you know, before tonight was 15 and two. Now they're 15 and three. I think it's a look ahead spot for Furman and it's just too many points. Give me the key debts. I'm hook, line and sinker, buddy. Absolutely. I love it. And Kobe always love getting your board. My friend. Thank you. Appreciate appreciate me ha- uh, having me on the show guys. Always great to have Kobe aboard. And coming next, we take a look at the Minutemen right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. 